episode of the Teacher Diaries podcast. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode today. What I've decided to do so I can bring you guys some more content rather than just a single episode a week, I'm going to break up the week into two sort of segments or sections. Number one, obviously being the podcast itself where I get teachers on and we will discuss things and we'll talk about their stories and that'll be the interview based one. This one's going to be a short one, hopefully, hopefully sorry, come out later in the week or so, it's going to be called 10-Minute Talks. So it's going to be obviously 10 minutes, short little episodes of anything that I might find interesting in terms that relate to our education, our teaching profession, that I feel we can use and implement to make our jobs easier and more enjoyable. So today's episode is going to be about a book I've recently read. It's called The Power of Habit. But before we do that, let's roll the guys welcome back so as i mentioned before the intro power of habit is a book i've recently read it's by charles Duick. i've got it just here if you haven't read this book before definitely definitely go and get that i think i bought it for about 15 dollars. definitely worth the money so what the book book's about obviously it's about habit it's why we do what we do in life and it talks about or centers around what we call the habit loop it's a three-part all right, loop, which consists of a cue, a routine, and then a reward. So the cue is the trigger that causes you or tells your brain what habit to use at that time. The routine is obviously the response to the, to the trigger or the response to the cue, whether that's physical, mo- uh, mental, sorry, or emotional. And the reward is the outcome of the routine. So the motivation for your body or for your brain to use that habit continuously. Again, we know that habits can be positive or negative. So again, please take that in mind as well. So if we put this into a practical sense, if you want to break down and remake old habits or create new ones, for example, all right, you need to take into a few a few things into consideration. If we're looking at breaking bad habits or breaking old habits that we don't want anymore, all right, you really need to, one, obviously identify your routine. What is the habit that you're trying to get rid of in your life? Secondly, you've got to look at the cue. So what is causing this trigger or what is what cue is causing this habit? And it's a bit hard because cues can be broken down into five separate categories, whether that's location, time, your emotional state, other people around you, or what event immediately preceded that action. So what that means is obviously location being where you are, time being the time of day, emotional state, pretty simple, how you're feeling, all right, other people, whether it's a social setting, and then obviously the immediately preceding action is what happened before that trigger came along. So to isolate the cue and identify it, you need to ask yourself five questions. Where am I? So location, what time is it? Obviously relating to the time. What's your emotional state? How are you feeling at that moment? And then who else is around you? And then finally, what action happened to cause this urge? 
The reward part, you need to experiment if you're trying to break habits or create new ones, is experiment with your rewards. The point is, is to test the hypothesis right, to determine the craving which is driving your routine. So for example, let's use smoking as an example. Smoking all right, is a habit that a lot of people can't all right, break or can't quit. So cues for smoking especially are really, really, really hard because there's so many of them. It could be a location. It could be where you are triggers your smoking. It could be a time of the day when you wake up 3 o'clock, 11 o'clock, smoke out breaks on site. Your emotional state. A lot of people smoke because they're upset, stressed, angry, things like that. Other people, we all know people are social smokers. All right, so other people could be the trigger for your smoking. And then the immediately preceding action could be a lot of people like to smoke all right, after dinner or after a meal. So therefore, isolating that cue all right, is very, very um, vital to breaking or reforming that habit. Obviously, next is the routine. The routine itself is having that cigarette. All right. And then finally, the, re the reward for that is the de-stress for some people. All right. It is that social aspect, or mainly it's because of that nicotine rush that your brain gets. Another example, all right, and one that's probably more based around us as teachers is phones in the sense that kids are always on their phones. Habit loop in that sense is notification, phone buzzes, phone dings, phone vibrates, all right? That's the cue for us to then check our phone. Our routine is that, checking of our phone. We pick it up, we look at our messages, all right, or we knock at the notification from a social media platform, we check it. The reward for that will then be that, I guess, social verification or validation that you get from interacting with other people. So you're probably thinking, how can we use this in teaching? Breaking habits in teaching for our students is probably quite hard in the sense that they're not our own habits. So we're going to look at creating new habits here. So I know in my classes, all right, a big thing I have when I try to have discussions or ask questions is kids really struggle with the simple behavior of putting their hands up. So creating a new habit or what I've tried to implement in my class here, all right, is to obviously have these discussions, we can't have people calling out. So what I've tried to implement is the habit of putting hands up to answer questions, putting hands up to enter the discussion so the discussion will flow and the answers all right, will flow without people calling over each other. So a cue for here could be your explicit instruction. You say to them, if you would like to speak, please put your hand up. Now again, I know this is not as easy as it says. Kids have short-term memory. Kids seem to forget things quite quickly. But in a theoretical example, this is the cue. The cue is the explicit instruction to say, if you would like to speak, put your hand up to answer the discussion. Or remind them to keep adding that into your explicit instruction of putting hands up. That is their cue to then, remember, put your hand up to speak or to um, enter the discussion. So therefore, that's the routine. The routine is they put their hand up, you call upon them, and they provide their answers or their responses. The reward is what will drive the habit or keep the habit happening again. So again, that could be positive reinforcement, all right? It could be awards. It could be, all right, physical rewards such as, I don't know, ice blocks on hot days, things like that. Just something that's going to keep the kids coming back with and using that habit, telling their brain that their habit is one to keep and one to use. Again, the reward is up to you. It is very, very specific where you need to hypothesize and experiment with what 
reward that you use to make sure that this habit sticks for you. Now, the book also mentions about keystone habits. Now, what keystone habits are, are little habits that formulate to make other habits more productive. So what that means is they're called small wins. So we've all heard of little wins, little wins, little wins create big wins. All right, they're referred to as little wins. So what they do is they create that culture of change, all right, and that culture of success to then formulate new habits to make or readjust in old habits. So I'll give you an example. This one's will be based around, I guess, teacher well-being. We all know the importance of exercise. We know the importance all right, of keeping physically fit and healthy, not just for our physical health, but again, for our cognitive function and things like that and our productivity. So the keystone habit of exercise, you make a habit of exercising. So your cue might be, you might set your clothes out of a morning. You might set your exercise, if you're going to train in the morning, set your exercise clothes out. All right, put them down. That's your cue. So when you wake up, you know, put on the clothes, your routine all right, is the exercise, whether it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, whatever it is, whatever you do, your routine is the exercise, and then your reward is up to you. Obviously, that could be a reward of um, something a little bit naughty, I guess, in terms of food later. could be an expensive green juice that you want to buy in the morning as a reward for exercising. So that's your keystone habit there. The fact that you're exercising now, that might lead into other things like eating healthy because you're exercising now you're eating healthy as well so without all right the keystone habit of exercise you are now are you are now sorry eating healthier which then leads to more productivity at work which then leads to more spare time so by targeting one specific habit will then lead to the development of other habits now again time's running out here we're on the clock 20 more seconds to go but again I hope you guys really got something out of this. If you have any questions, please hit me up on the socials, all right, at Teacher Diaries Podcast on Instagram and the Teacher Diaries on Facebook. Now, again, this will be happening in, uh, once a week. If you've got any suggestions that you want to put through, hit me up with them and we'll get them on. All right, guys, catch us later. Thanks for that. See money all around me. I look like I'm the man. Yeah, but I was down and up like last week. Tell me where have you been?